This is the Hall of Chronicles podcast, part of the Beyond the Blast Doors network. On tonight's show, we've got an awesome guest, an awesome toy, and you guys to share it all with. Hit it, Josh. <laughs> it, it's time, Josh. It is so much time. It's so time. Oh, what oh, an exciting I, night. You know, there are moments there <laughs> where you can draw, you can put a stake in the sand and say, I was doing this on this date, where you just <laughs> you just remember. You just remember, right? Like I remember. Even though I was very young, I remember when Mount St. Helens blew, right? That was just in the backyard. Like, I remember exactly what I was doing when I heard about 9-11. I was on my way to work. Oh, wow. Wow. A lot of catastrophes we have here. This is not a catastrophe, Josh. (laughs) This is very exciting. A moment to behold in eternity. For, for myself and and maybe you too, Josh, maybe you'll be like, I remember, I remember that night we potted about this holy grail item that Andy <laughs> finally got. Oh, oh, man. What a day for Andy. Look at you. What a day. Uh, just bask in it right now. Just bask just, in it. I mean, all of the world's ales are falling <laughs> off me like water on a duck. You know what I so mean? So that's what we need to say. Like tonight for these for these next 50 to 75 minutes just just let it all go just Just, let it all go let andy take the wheel (laughs) isn't that a song (laughs) no no No, it's not not, okay it's not at least it's not a good song but uh yeah josh before we get to that we have a guest that i'm really excited to have on we've been trying to get him on off and on for about six seven months now we tried to get him on the summer we kind of flaked out and then it just you flaked out. I mean, maybe it was no, me. Probably it was, it was me. me. It was me. But he's got an awesome Star Wars resume. Uh, he's got a unique background, which allows him some access into Star Wars celebrations and, and Comic-Con panels that uh, I think you're going to really enjoy listening to. And what makes him fit right in with us, he's got an awesome basement collection fit right in so with, it lets him leapfrog us it's yeah. just an awesome <laughs> basement collection so josh if we could bring in our our new friend mr thomas harper Here ladies he and gentlemen Woo, there, we there go. he is thomas Hello, harper, sir welcome thank you for having now, me thomas right away when you joined up here with us this evening I couldn't take my eyes off of what was over your left shoulder there. <laughs> a Vader strangling, strangling that poor rebel officer. Is that a sideshow piece? It It is a sideshow piece. It was my very first sideshow piece. Oh. And before we started recording, I characterized sideshow and I'll lump hot toys in with it. Collecting those things is like falling down a never-ending rabbit hole that just... <laughs> takes out of your wallet every time you bump the wall as you fall down it yeah. <laughs> but that was the start you're looking at it that's beautiful it's beautiful well, josh <laughs> uh, josh and those that have listened to us know that josh is a 
a newfound sideshow collector himself. What do you have about five now, Josh? Yes, I have five. Well, technically, technically, I have more than five, but I have to wait <laughs> till my birthday to get the next one. Darn my wife, which, she got her Christmas which, presents mixed up. Oh, uh, well, that's all right. <laughs> so you got to wait till March? <laughs> I don't know, April. April, right. Cheapers. <laughs> right. My birthday's in March, right? Yeah, I yeah. forgot. I forget, man. Another, <laughs> so, uh, did you hear that, everyone? His birthday's in March. No. Yeah, don't forget. <laughs> Thomas, don't forget. I, well, hey, before, you guys have to get a, a winter birthday like mine. I have a month between christmas and my birthday so that's how you have to do it oh it's just it's just a whole fourth quarter celebration for you that's beautiful it's beautiful uh uh, before we get going uh here let's make sure we say hello to everyone in the chat we get a lot of people joining us right now which is great we got scuba pete we got vader's girl just popped in blue harvest vintage toys of course our friend matt is in the house uh so thank you so much jd sleesman's here nick milky of course um thank you thank you thank you for joining uh make sure you like subscribe uh share share most of you guys in here have already liked and subscribed so share yes uh, let's get some more people in but yeah thomas we got a question right off the bat sorry (laughs) put the wrong one here uh john from the super awesome geek show asks wasn't he the guy on the toy collecting panel at Celebration 4? <laughs> I, I notice the all-caps the guy, and I would never describe myself as the guy. <laughs> oh, Actually, I wish it were. My first Celebration wasn't until Celebration 5 in 2010, but you know, maybe I traveled back in time, and I just don't know it yet. Well, maybe he was a, just wrong. <laughs> yeah, Maybe he's this five, is a, it's five. This is a good, a good segue, though, because, Thomas, you are an army jag officer right are you currently still yeah i I was formerly active duty now i'm on the reserve in the reserves which gives me the benefit of not having to pack all of this up every two years which was my life before that well thank you for your service to begin with um and this this career opportunity of yours has opened some really unique doors insofar as panels at comic cons and at celebrations um how did how did you get into um presenting and hosting panels uh, like a complete accident it's <laughs> what like how i would characterize it i came back from afghanistan uh in 2013 and i had been a fan of dragon con which for those of you that, that haven't been there it's atlanta every year one of the bigger shows in the country, about 80,000 people or so. It's always over Labor Day every year, and it is bar none the best show that's out there. If I could pick one convention to go to every year, okay, that would be it, hands down. So I go, I had been there before, but they have a dedicated track of, of Star Wars uh, panels all weekend long. And I sat in the audience and I was like, I can do this. Like that would be fun to be up on stage. And they always have a few collecting panels. That was what interested me at the time. They also had some like really nerdy, like in-depth canon discussion panels. So like discussing like, you know, crime families in, in star Wars and stuff like that. And so I just, I, at the end of the show, I got up to the track director and who's a fan herself. And I said, you know, keep me in your mind for next year a few months went by, I pitched some panels and and that was my first year ever doing a panel at any show. Uh, I just so happened to be at that one. And then f- fast forward until gosh, 20, what was the first year I did celebration 2017? Yeah. 2017. I th- I'm trying to think if that was, that was Orlando. 
Uh, I, out of the blue, just pitched a panel on the military of Star Wars. It's It's been a huge interest of mine, obviously because of my background. But, you know, if you saw any of the pictures of my collection, you know how big a fan of the, the clones I am. You know how big a fan of, like, Imperial troops and all that stuff that I am. So it was always an interest to me. I, I had one other buddy of mine that I had been on panels with it at Celebration. We pitched it, having no expectation to get picked up. And we got picked up and he he says, well, nobody's going to come if it's just the two of us. It's one thing to get the panel, but that doesn't guarantee anybody will be in the room. And he was like, why don't we just reach out to Jason C. Fry, the author that, that wrote the novelization for um, The Last Jedi. And he's got a stack of Star Wars books to his name that's taller than me. I was like, well, you know, Jason, that's awesome. He's like, no, I don't know him. I was just going to DM him. And if he <laughs> into it. I was like... All right. Well, I mean, the worst that always say, works. Denied. Yeah. <laughs> and he said yes. And so it was, I, we, and then the, the next hurdle was the fact that we were scheduled at the exact same time as the marquee Last Jedi panel. So the trailer drop uh, at Celebration was at the exact same time as us. I said, I, I told my friend John, I said, well, they've only got so many seats in that arena and there are a lot more people at Celebration. So there could be a lot of disappointed people that are looking for somewhere to go as a consolation prize. <laughs> Why couldn't it be us? And so at 2 a.m., I was wandering the the queue hall, like, yeah, I had like Jason C. Fry books in my hand, like yelling. I went into the men's room several times, like yelling about our panel, like, hey, if you don't have a seat at The Last Jedi, why not listen to a couple of schmoes talk? And we filled the room. It was a, an absolute blast. I got the chance to do a different variant of the panel at Chicago in 2019. Uh, we had Jason back out. We also had um, two or three other big YouTubers and Alexander Freed, who wrote the Alphabet Squadron books and Twilight Squadron. Uh, absolute. I, I don't even like remember half of it because I like blacked out <laughs> during the panel. Um, and then outside of that... Go ahead. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, good thing that it's it's on YouTube. There are video clips, and we'll post them this week, uh, uh, just to just to kind of keep it going here. But you yeah, can yeah. find them. You can find them on YouTube, and and uh, I got to watch. Well, it's not one. I, I I saw the beginning of the one you're talking about with uh, Freed and Fry, and I think uh, Star Wars Explained. Yep. Um, that one, uh, I'm going to finish that one uh, probably tomorrow. But I, the one that I saw that was that I thought was really really cool was the uh, the court martialing of Poe Dameron. Yes, yes, so, I will look in infamy having convicted Commander Dameron <laughs> at a fake court martial. Yeah, so that was like with a, a group that I blog and podcast with called the Legal Geeks, and so it's it's a bunch of lawyers who are also geeks. And we take a look at legal issues in Star Wars. So who's the lawful owner of R2 and C-3PO? Uh, can Ky- is, is Kylo Ren entitled to any of Han's estate after he passes away, even though he murdered him? That's sort of, <laughs> that's sort of like really, like really, really geeky stuff. So we th- that panel was awesome. We were all in cosplay as uh, everybody on that panel, with the exception of the, the two witnesses, Leia and Poe, are all attorneys. So it's it's me and a um, uh, another attorney that are prosecutors dressed as resistance officers. We've got a federal prosecutor and his co-counsel as defense attorneys for Poe. We've got Poe himself there in cosplay and in full character, who is phenomenal. 
And the prosecution witness was General Organa herself, also in cosplay. Mm. And we had a federal judge overseeing the whole thing. And we had the, the audience sit as a jury. The judge heard objections. I mean, it was done like a real court martial is. And it was a, just a total blast. And, and it's up on YouTube. It's just a lot of fun. This is why I would go to a con. Oh, my exactly. goodness. <laughs> that sounds, sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not a huge, I mean, I'll perform my civic duty and serve on juries, but <laughs> this, this is awesome. I, um, and, and I was surprised. I, I came out at the, if you guys have been out to Comic-Con, you know, they don't clear the room before each panel. So a lot of folks were staked out for the panel before and were staying. And I, I got up to the mic at the Q&A and I said, look, I'm going to raise an objection. There seemed to be an awful lot of Poe-friendly people in this jury. Oh, I can't wow. have any of you in here. This is bogus. You guys need to get out. We need to get some <laughs> neutral folks in here. But yeah, that was sort of the tone of it, just like hamming it up to the nth degree. So how did the crowd uh, react? How did they take it? Were they participating properly? Were they... Oh, yeah. I, I was blown away. I figured going in there, as popular as Poe is and as much... Because like people still talk about The Last Jedi now, say three years later. But at the time, this is like seven months after it came out. So the discourse on it was still red hot. Mm. And that scene in particular where he disobeys Leia and then gets slapped over it was, you know, a big talking point. And so I just assumed that everybody would come to Poe's defense and be like, you guys are being blowhards as the prosecutors. He's totally innocent. But. I, you know, I won't totally spoil it, but I was, I was surprised by the reaction that happened. It was, it was not a close vote. That is. So he got convicted. Well, let's just say he's going to be spending his time in the, uh, the Star Trek universe based on the judge's ruling. At the- <laughs> <laughs> the Star Trek. What a punishment. Jeez. He's so, really going to have to figure out so, science at this point. You convicted. You got, you got Poe court-martialed and what was it like representing uh the moss eisley cantina owner in a discrimination against droids <laughs> suit with c-3po and r2d2 yeah i i have to imagine that as everybody's growing up watching a new hope for the first time when you watch the cantina scene if you're like me the first thing that popped into your mind wasn't like look at these cool aliens or i wonder you know whether obi-wan is going to use his lightsaber it's like well, that's not right that R2 and C-3PO get thrown out of the cantina. We did this at WonderCon, a mock trial where R2 and C-3PO sue the cantina for, for discrimination. And uh, I got to be the, uh, the high-paid in-house counsel for the cantina. We had you know black suits on and uh, defended <laughs> the bartender wooer's right to, uh, to throw these uh, non-paying droids out of his cantina uh, there loiterers just loitering so let me ask you this as a follow-up perhaps uh which which party were you defending i forgot i'm sorry i was the cantina they they were justified throwing those droids out i see so as a follow-up when you watch uh say the mandalorian as time has progressed how do you feel about the culture change that has obviously shifted um and and these droids now own the cantina Are are you are you feeling like maybe your defense was weak or uh, you just were, uh, you know, a sign of the times. Well, look, like any good corporate attorney, I'm like a wind vane and I will blow wherever the direction <laughs> is, is blowing. And so, you know, 
to, to keep their business as a client, I would say whatever droid or sentient being bought that place and made that decision totally within their rights and Wooer can go uh, eat it wherever. <laughs> this is so much fun. I just love, I mean, to actually have like a professional, you know, I, I mean, just uh, saying words and terms that nobody would ever pull out of their, you know, only lawyers can do that. Right. So, uh, well, fantastic. see, there's, there's cosplaying and then there's doing what, you're a pro at as a part of your cosplay, right? This is, this isn't really a stretch here. This is uh this is hitting the sweet spot of career and hobby meshing into one here. This is yeah. perfect. It's perfect. Like yeah. no, 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 nobody in star Wars wants to learn math. I mean, no. like, come on. Like, where, what is it? Where does that happen? So Obviously. this is, this is awesome. Our sex. We don't even know what that means. Is yeah. it time? Yeah, is it, a, is is it, it distance? It, we don't know. Yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> well, Thomas, uh, let's, let's get into your collection a little bit yeah. here. Every, every week we try to do a little feature on our website at beyondtheblastdoors.com where we feature a follower's collection. And um, we've been sitting on yours for a while, but, uh, I got to tell you, your basement is one of the coolest basements I've seen. You've got so much to look at. The, the pictures, I'm overwhelmed just looking at one of them. Uh, <laughs> because I feel like if I was actually in that in that room, I could spend an hour like and, and maybe have moved five <laughs> or six feet. You this know, is how, so, this is actually how Andy just stays at your house. Way yeah, too he's, I have no, I'm, I'm, with you. Yeah. I'm only 10% through, so I'll just right, be right, here for a while. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's l- l- let me ask you this When did you start collecting? Let's start there. Man, I the whatever, whatever the delay was between watching the bootleg VHS of A New Hope as a kid, and in '94, I think it was. Uh, Hasbro came out with the uh, the the original Power of the Force line, the orange line, and so I, I had first seen it maybe in '93. So what is that? A year between the two? Because when I first watched it, they weren't actively producing any toys. I think there were like some Bendems and and stuff like that. So I was like starved for any kind of Star Wars toys because my parents uh, didn't have any of their own that that had been saved. And uh, I remember distinctly going to Toys R Us for the first time and seeing that original line of like Leia, the like Hercules buff Luke. Yep. And actually Leia is kind of built like that too. Um, the the <laughs> Vader, I, I forget. It was like five or six figures, but just being completely enthralled. And my life was built at the start as a collector around those figures. And in fact, I don't have them on display yet, um, but I still have a lot of the uh, the carded figures from that era just squirreled away. I mean, they're not worth much of anything, but like the nostalgia value is so high. Yeah, yeah, that's you started in uh, the dark times. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that, those are the yeah. dark times. Yeah, yeah that, but Gosh, you look like but, a young fellow. How old are you? <laughs> you don't have to admit it, but <laughs> no, no. Like, uh, like, are uh, just judging by your age? So you're a you're an OT guy. Then you really like the original trilogy. Yeah. So I when I I first watched it, this was like the the period right. I would say the the darkest of times because I watched it. I literally thought that the commercials that were taped with the VHS were part of the movie the first time that I watched it through. Oh. I didn't know. I didn't understand that. You could just watch it without Charmin toilet paper in the middle of a scene. And 
in 97, sense. the special edition hit theaters. And that was my first opportunity to see it on the big screen. And I just remember my dad being like giddy to take me for the first time. And he like so much. So in, in a new hope, I had my big bucket of popcorn. He made me put it aside and he was like, just wait. I know you've seen this movie before, but just wait until the first scene is over. Cause you have to experience this. And I don't want you like munching through it. And uh, it just blew me away. And we like that spring, I think they released them in sequence uh, over the course of a few months. And, you know, I was already hooked, but that, you know, that just completely reeled me in. And then from there, a short time later, the prequels came along. Mm -hmm. Are you a prequel fan? Did you go into the prequels wanting what they gave you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm part of the generation, so I'm th- mid-30s right now, but I was sort of a, like a young teen as, a, uh, as Phantom Menace hit, and this was eighth grade for me when it came out. I like recorded the, the trailer off of uh, TV and brought the VHS tape in and convinced my homeroom teacher to let me like wheel the TV on the cart in front of the class and show it to everybody. <laughs> You're not that young. I remember that too. That's, that's it's, how it goes. It's called cruel and unusual punishment under the Constitution. But yes. no, I, I remember camping out for that movie and I just loved it. It was to me as a kid, it was new Star Wars and that's all that I cared about. And, and you know, that this was, we didn't have the internet at the time at my house. So this was like the blinders were on. It was a period of bliss where like just my opinion mattered. Right. I didn't talk to anybody that had, you know, there was no internet. There were no like message boards. There wasn't Twitter. And so I didn't have this filter put on me about, listening to what other people thought of the movie Mm. and i loved it i loved all three like i you know the um attack of the clones and revenge of the sith came sort of in a i would say like a a period of my life where i drifted apart from star wars uh for a variety of reasons but it still stayed pretty close to my heart so i you know i'm a prequel fan through and through i'm equal opportunity lover of star wars that's good to hear i like i like how you put that with the like uh, because I, I was in the same place i'm a little bit older than you but i was still young and so when those when the prequels came out i was just floored i remember seeing because remember the trailers it was just that i don't know that that grassy meadow hill oh, yeah. and then the the ship you know or the i don't know the transport with the droids rolling out of them i mean i was floored i was like oh my gosh this is something we've never seen before and then of course some some lightsabers ignited with uh Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan it was it was pretty fantastic I remember feeling like holy cow now when I went into the movie I remember thinking like what did I just watch so I just had to go back five more times but um (laughs) but it was it was pretty it was it was pretty fantastic uh yeah I love hearing that. I love the bootleg. You know, I grew up on some bootleg Star Wars myself, which is so funny because <laughs> grandpa, that's how it was. though, right. Remember, you can't like right now we're so spoiled and we, we have a very short memory. You know, we, my kids don't even understand like they can click on anything they want and either for free because we're paying for the subscription or for for a couple of bucks. They can have it in their, you know, in their face right then. We had to wait. We didn't get Star Wars. I had HBO recordings. I remember that. <laughs> I said HBO recordings. Uh, this may go way too far here, Thomas, but I had HBO recordings. You, know, you remember HBO, right? Like HBO oh, was yeah. like after 10 p.m., then HBO got dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> so, so I remember as a little kid, we had a recording, and it was actually the Ewok. Uh, uh, what was that? Trail of Tears? No. Uh, what do we call it? Uh, you know, Caravan of Courage. Yeah. Caravan of Courage. Same thing. Um, and then it ended. And then, like, some real stuff that I didn't understand as a kid started. But, boy, did I like to watch that movie a lot. I'm like, let's yeah, get right. done with this Ewok crap. In it. Fast yeah, forward, no. fast forward. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I had the, uh, I, had the uh, I think Return of the Jedi was on ABC one night. And so we recorded it yeah. on our VHS. And that was the one that we had for a long time. And it was just Return of the Jedi. But, um I love yeah, what you said. Those the were... commercial, you thought the commercials were part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would tell you one of my most prized possessions in this collection is not a toy. When I deployed to Afghanistan, uh, you know, the there are lots. We had a, a little bazaar where where just Afghan citizens could come and, and sell their goods and stuff. Bootleg DVDs were a thing there, and and a lot of these are coming in from China or Pakistan, and a lot of times it's just like whoever is bootlegging it is their best guess as to what this movie is about and what the translation is to English. And I made it my mission. I was like, I will not leave this country until I find a bootleg copy of star Wars. It can be a single movie, a box set, whatever. And I found it. It took me like seven months, eight months of, of religiously going to these vendors, (laughs) but I finally found it. It's, it's glorious. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet you guys a couple pictures of it. It's horrendous. There's like, the the mission i think star killer from the the force unleashed series is like the centerpiece on the uh on the box set <laughs> it makes no sense the, the description on the back is just nonsensical uh but it is wonderful and it is if if i had to run in and and just grab a couple things from my collection that would be uh one of the two things that i would yeah, say it makes you smile right it's just <laughs> right. awesome well, Josh, can we post up some pictures of his room there? I think we got about like six or seven in that, yeah, let's in that article. Um, By the way, as you're seeing on the screen, uh, just for audio reasons, YouTube, whatever's uh, this, you can go and find it here uh, on beyondtheblastdoors.com. We've got a clip Andy has posted in the article about Thomas's collection. So you can see um, our, our, our JAG lawyer here really go at it after poe dameron i don't know how some of you feel i mean we might need to we might need to really go after this it looks like this uh this prosecutor is a little over the top here um maybe too harsh we don't know uh but uh he makes up for it by having an amazing collection (laughs) all right so here we go Jeez, (laughs) i mean like, like i said there's just so much to to look at there the 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 center post in the in the room is surrounded with lightsabers like just that like, that's a great idea that's awesome that is awesome i mean you're not gonna not mount a lightsaber on a post i guess so i mean come on tell me about the <laughs> tell me the tell me about that falcon falcon bottom oh yeah that's the the legacy of the force uh from what 2010 the the, yeah. the bamp falcon that is other than the atat that came out the same year, the year after that's probably the single greatest toy that they've ever produced. And I, I, I do not, uh, cast aspersions on anything vintage, but, uh, in, in terms of overall, like workmanship, quality value for the money, that's it right there. And it killed me. I, I really wanted to get the new one that they came out with the, the galaxy's edge variant, but 
I, you know, I thought back to 2010. I think I got that thing for 150 bucks, okay. something like that. That's a good deal. And they had <laughs> double or double or tripled it. I bought two, and I got I was downsized, and we got off active duty, and I just had uh, too much. If if you can what that looking at these pictures I can't and so I sold it. I sold my boxed version of it it was a nightmare to to pack and ship but uh had to get rid of it but I've got this one my daughter my my two-year-old loves to come down she'll tell me to open it I pop it open I've got all the uh you know Han and crew in there and she'll she'll play she she throws the rest of them away and plays with Chewbacca that's the only figure she's really that's interested awesome. in right now well, that's a great comparison. I mean, Andy and I did a review last week on the, on, like you said, the Smuggler's Run Falcon. So I, I've seen that, that the 2010 version, but only right. kind of like non-touchable. Like it was at a place I wasn't going to spend as much money as they wanted. I think we saw it at a con, didn't we, Andy? Mm-hmm. Even you and I together. Yeah. I think Where's it was the Rose, Rose City Comic Con. Yeah, I think the going rate then was three or $400, which, you know, is accurate, I think. But mm-hmm. um, so... We weren't going to buy it, but then they came out with the vintage collection, which came out at $400. Yeah. Why don't we just get the 2010 (laughs) version at this point? Now we're looking at a little bit of age and, uh, but anyway, so I, I'm in love with the vintage collection version. I'm like absolutely in love with it, but yeah, the paint on it looks phenomenal. It's, it's, it's one of the coolest star Wars toys I've ever touched. Like it has so many features and I'm sure yours does too i just haven't i've literally gone this this is the second falcon i've owned and the first one was the vintage you know the original so that's awesome uh, pretty cool pretty cool i love that yeah i just love it and then the rest i mean you've got a slave there is that again uh another yeah that was the they came out with it it was like a battle pack so it came it was the clone wars variant it came with little boba fett oh okay uh, cast this or a sing it was a massive box. It might have been a Toys R Us exclusive, but this was before they came out with the TVC version in in the Empire paint scheme. And so and I think they've re-released the TVC Slave One with the uh, uh, the green paint scheme now matching right. what it is in Mandalorian. But, uh, you know, this one, I, I hunted for that thing. It, it's got you guys know the power of nostalgia. So while I'd like to have the green paint scheme, this one has got a special place in my heart. Of course. Sure. And then all the way on the left is a giant Star Destroyer. What is going on? What is that? Is that the Lego? Yes. Yeah, that's the, the yeah. Lego. Oh, my goodness. I uh, awesome. I had heard a rumor, and I, I hopefully I'm not jumping the, the ship on some of the news you guys will discuss, but the rumor is there's a massive UCS Lego set coming down the pipe at some mm. point in the next year or so uh, yeah. to, to rival all other sets. And I, I was joking with a couple of my friends. I said, I th- like, it took me forever to put that thing together. And, you know, all the gray, like the, the shades of gray that you're dealing with, like my eyes would go across. So I went back and I looked at the piece count. I was like, surely this thing had to be like 8,000, 9,000 pieces. It's like 5,000 pieces, which mm. is a lot. It's a tremendous amount, but it's nowhere near the piece count of this new rumored set. And I just oh, sat back in my seat. I was like, it's hopeless. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'm in. I'll never build that, but I'll try. <laughs> just, just, just clear out of space for it right now. That's right. Yeah. All right. Let's move on in case we get some closer views. Cause this is just another great angle right there. Look at that, that new hope. Oh my gosh. What a rug. <laughs> it's such a good rug. Oh, that, I stumbled. That's, I stumbled. That's better than the Walter rug. 
Yeah, I stumbled across that at Comic-Con and the guy was like, I've only got one of these left. And I was like, I've heard that before. And so I was like, ah, you know, I knuckled under and, and wheeled and deal and bought it. And then I walked around the Comic-Con show floor with it like strapped, this rolled up rug strapped to my backpack. And I got more dirty looks that day than I think I've ever gotten because I keep bumping into people and they'd realize they got hit with a rug. <laughs> <laughs> that is phenomenal. I just wrote it down. I want to find it. That is that is top notch. Yeah, thank you. I, I, what a great entrance. And is that literally going into that your is, room? Obviously, yeah. we have the Star Wars room sign right above the door yes, there. Yep. That's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Look at that. Wow. So it's, here, here were some of the boxed items you were talking about, right? This yeah, is I, and I was saying I, I've I've drifted away from boxed items for the the entirety of my collecting career. I've been obsessed, like singularly obsessed, with having at least one of the items in a box. And I found that I've just completely moved away from that. I'm like really loving dioramas. The new uh, case in point, the new. Uh, cloud city carbon freezing chamber mm. i'm still trying to find room for that because i bought two of them and it's huge the tanavi four like hallway diorama i've got mm. pre-ordered and uh you know it's just i, I think you, you grow older and your tastes change but um these have served me well very well, cool. i think part of the uh keeping it in the box type of scenario is 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 just that right as a kid what did you think about on christmas i mean you only have that moment <laughs> Yeah. Open the package and there's that box. But the first thing you do as soon as you can, because mom's like, not yet, open the rest. And then <laughs> you go back and you rip it open as fast as you can. I think there's a little bit of, I don't know, reparations going on <laughs> for yeah. your childhood where you're like, no, well, let's leave it. Let's leave it in the box. I'm going to look at it in the box. I know I have that. I have that too. But like you said, uh, Lately, it's just been like, let's take it out. And Andy's way further than I am. He's just like, no, <laughs> ripping it out. He, he's thro he's throwing the boxes away. You know, I'm which burning. is just it's just a, it's just mind bending, but um, also you know therapeutic in some ways. I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, so, it really is. Thomas, in this in this photograph, again, lots of wonderful items. There is one thing I want to discuss with you in this photograph: the 1980s carpet. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm down with that. I'm carpet. going with the wood paneling. Uh, no, good guess, good guess, but no. There is a what looks to be, and I know this because you you messaged it to me, but a phase two full outfitted Captain Rex. Oh, how do I? Oh zoom? my gosh! I'm I'm just like <laughs> Josh knows this, but Rex is a top five, maybe a top three character for me in Star Wars. I love Rex, and the fact that you have a head to toe uh, Rex uh, kit, it it just I'm so envious and it is, it is your, it's your, uh, it's your suit into the 501st. Am I, am I correct? That is my only approved costume, at least okay. right before I fall further down that rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate it. It, it turned out really well. It got me approved, which I guess is the, the goal with the 501st, but, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I said, if I ever dive into the cosplay arena, I don't care what else I do. I will do Rex and I I'm right with you. He's since the 2008 clone wars movie has just been a character. I've been 
obsessed with. I've got more Rex stuff in here than probably anything else. And um, the chance to, to get some armor that's wearable because it's it's just sitting on a mannequin. I like I never thought I'd be excited to like, you know, order a mannequin as an adult and then <laughs> run outside quickly explain to the delivery man why I had ordered a mannequin and then drag the mannequin inside and assemble it. But, uh, you know, that's life when you're an adult. And, uh, so unfortunately the, the only downside is getting approved in the 501st in 2020 means that there's not been a lot of trooping opportunities. Yeah. We've only gotten to do a couple of them, but man, the moment when that you're wearing a mask, I mean, you're fine. that's true. Well, they make you wear our, our protocol. And I don't know if it's the same with every garrison, but you have to be masked under the mask. And so wow, that's my very first troop. I couldn't see anything. I had to have a stormtrooper who could see better than I could and another squire just maneuvering me into position. It was yeah. like a, a drive through. Um, it was supposed to be a, a, a walk for down syndrome that's done locally here in my hometown, but uh, they, they converted it to a drive through event. I was outside with like no obstacles and they still had to like guide me into place. Mm. And, uh, but it was a lot of fun. And the moment the kids like recognize you and they don't think your Darth Vader or something like that. Uh, but the moment the kids that are Clone Wars fans recognize Rex, it's just, it's awesome. Like that was total validation for, for all of it. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're out there and you're thinking of, you know, diving into the cosplay arena, 501st Rebel Legion or whatever, it's, it's absolutely worth it. And, mm. and the community that you're a part of in terms of the other Legion members is just a huge bonus to it all. And Anthony here has a good comment where he, he says, I think we're going to get more Captain Rex in the Bad Batch and the Ahsoka series and uh, in the Mandoverse potentially. Anthony, uh, we are best friends now. I think you're right. And I will find <laughs> you and give you at least a virtual high five, a double high five when when that happens. Yeah, that, I that's, think so too. Uh, I think they, they, they're reading great. the tea leaves here. If they put some Rex action in there and they've opened up a couple avenues, I, I don't see why they wouldn't. I don't see why they sh like they can't not do that if they just want to get people excited. And look, I don't know, Andy, are you ready? Are you ready to build one of these uh, suits? Um, I, <laughs> I'm ready to get my sideshow Rex. That's what I'm ready to I get. see. I see. I see. All right. That'll be this spring ready. sometime. That'll be this spring sometime. We, Baby keep, we keep my 501st attempt over in the corner. He's TK, <laughs> he's TK, whatever our Twitter followers are. And we're up to like, I don't know, 15, 15 something. Right. So he's TK1569. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but, but I failed. I did not get approved because <laughs> I never even got the dang thing on. I got it together, yeah. but there was a thigh issue. And it still rides. Uh oh. <laughs> you it, drag yourself across the finish line. I'm a big boy, and I could not make those legs. I mean, they're all just skinny Brits in there. They're just, they're, there's no way I could get them on. So, you know, I that's why I'm going uh, probably Snow Trooper. They wear baggy pants. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Josh, before you click to the next screen, I just want to point out he's got a katana. He does. I see it up there. It's just like, like we're talking about, you know, oh, yeah, I got the barge. Yeah. Yeah, the barge. <laughs> I also have the barge. I mean, I, I opened that immediately. There was no, there's no, oh, yes. not even a second thought no. about that. And I, it's, it's impossible to see from the picture, but I pulled out every random alien. My goal was to decorate this thing and set it up, not to be screen accurate, but to be 
like the kind of like if I had had the katana as a kid, how would I have played with this thing? And so there's <laughs> every alien that you can believe and imagine up there. It's a total like uh, just uh, you know mishmash of of Star Wars everything. But that's that's how I would have played it with it as a kid. So that's that's Maybe. why. Maybe a couple of GI Joes in there, and that's right. Mix them in, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) awesome. I think that's it. I think that's our last pick. So yeah, yeah, that's great. What a great shot of your room, Thomas. What a great collection. What a great room. So how did you get your wife to allow you to do that, or did you did you come into the marriage with that understanding? She she married into this. The there you go. That's how it works. We were on active duty together, and this collection that you see, just about all of it, I think, uh, with the exception of maybe the the Lego Star Destroyer, has moved repeatedly. And you know, a military move, if if you've done it before, it's a nightmare enough. The the you know the the stock standard way to do it is the government will will contract out to the lowest bidder a uh, moving company they'll come and send packers and stuff and in theory it's convenient and it's a nice perk uh but in practice it's a nightmare because they frequently and often break stuff and oh. don't treat stuff with care you can do stuff your own they call it a do it yourself move but it's all on your own dime. It, it's, you know, it's all your own sweat. And so we, uh, when we were getting off, when we were moving from Georgia, where we had been stationed for a while to Virginia, I rented a, what I thought would be a big enough moving truck. Uh, I packed everything up and I'm, I'm like loading the stuff up. We lived in Savannah at the time. So it's like 95 degrees out. My wife is like, the stuff's not going to fit in that truck. And I had put like three bins in. I was like, you're crazy. There's no way. And I remember getting halfway in and realizing like I did the math on the number of boxes that were left inside and realized it was not going to fit in that moving truck. <laughs> and I just yelled. I sat down in the back of the moving truck and like gave like a, a Schwarzenegger predator yell. And uh, <laughs> but we're off active duty now. I don't have to pack any of this stuff up anymore. And that's the best of it. I can just perfect it, get it to where I want. Just my only worry is dusting it. That's good. Well, well, uh, you know, and and that's a trial that we've never experienced as collectors, right, Andy? I have never, well, not, moved, not yet. Yeah, I haven't moved my collection as it is now ever. I haven't, not once. Um, and yeah. I don't know if I hope to. Don't do it. But, um, yeah, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a cool garage sale, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, is it, Thomas? Um, wh- what would you say? So, like, if you could only focus on one aspect of star wars collecting whether it's posters or vintage figures or vintage collection or sideshow or helmets which by the way um where where do you get your where do you get your helmets from i see the couple over your shoulder there what what kind are those yeah so the top one is an anovos uh okay because okay. they do some of their the, the bottom one that you can't see is a, a pvc stormtrooper commander there's a definite different there's a huge difference in the the price point that they charge for it uh also i think you can tell when you just look at them but the vader and then the luke pilot helmet are actually the hasbro black series and mm. a couple people have asked me like especially when the mando helmet got announced like are these things worth it do they look I mean, it's a hundred bucks. That's expensive, but also does it look cheap? And I'm like, if you're just like, just displaying these things, I think they look great. I mean, I, you know, I don't know that they would hold up for cosplay, but, um, you know, for a hundred bucks or whatever, we'll see what, how they capture the best are like steel look. 
the metallic look for for Mando. But you know, for my money, it's it's not a bad thing if you just want it on a shelf under the lights to display. So uh, yeah. So then, okay, that's that's good to know because uh, Josh has some Black Series helmets. I have some Black Series helmets. I have one EFX helmet. And Josh, you have a do you have an Anovos coming? Or uh, no, no, I have a, a, I have a, I just have a custom build coming from a from just a random dude, whose, okay. whose product looks pretty good. So okay, so I think yeah, I don't know. That's the deal with these custom builds. Is like I put down a deposit. It's the same I with Anovos. <laughs> I don't know when I'm getting it. I, I, I have no it. idea. I, I contacted him like a month ago, and we'll see, right? But um, I was going to ask, what are you displaying the Anovos helmet on there? Uh, your your Tie Fighter pilot. What is it? Yeah, it's an acrylic helmet stand that I found on Etsy, and there's yeah, a that's a good tip. Sell them, but uh, yeah, it's clean. I had them just, uh, you know, laying on the the shelf for a while. Right. I didn't like the look of it. And so I bought these. They're not specifically done for Star Wars helmets, but they work really, really well. Like thirty bucks a piece. Nice. So Paul's collectibles here in the chat. He he is all about the trooper helmets, and and uh, he's got he's got a whole bunch of them. And he he picked it out right away. He's like, "That's an Anovos helmet right there." <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I uh, put it up. He put that up a half an hour ago. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Good on. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's your new best buddy too. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, so back to my original question, what if you could only collect one aspect of the Star Wars uh, in the Star Wars genre, what what would it be? Would it be the helmets? Would it be sideshow vintage or modern? What what where are you at there? That's a really tough question, actually. I um, if I had unlimited space, I think sideshow is just so pretty. It's just so good. Um, I, I will say I think they've suffered a little bit in terms of like the variety in in their, their stuff. Like for a while there in the 2010s, it was like all they were producing was clone troopers, which for me was awesome because that's like my favorite character type. But yeah. uh, there were folks that were like, yo, you know, we like other things. Can you, you guys leverage your resources to produce other things? But man, their stuff is just so great. I've got a, uh, a mythos Boba Fett that's over in the corner from, what was that, 2013, something like that. And when they do it right, it's just unsurpassed and it's just really, really good and great display items. I have to say the caveat on that is because now that I have kids, I have two girls, um, I, I think if if you want pin me down for my honest answer, it's probably just like standard Hasbro 3.75 figures mm. uh, because I love the idea. I've got a tremendous amount of loose stuff. I think the reason why I'm gravitating toward opening this stuff out of the boxes is because, you know, I let them down here. Well, one's six months old, so she's not doing much moving, but I let them down here. <laughs> I look, yeah. I really look forward to the day where we can like break this stuff out and just play with it. Cause like, that's what I did when I went up to, to some of my family's places that, that had old star Wars stuff. They just had toy bins and uh, you know, that was the life just like splaying it out and playing the battle of Hoth or whatever. And the chance to do that with my kids, if it comes at the sacrifice of like a cool looking display item, that's worth it to me. Wow. So you're kind of a purist then, huh? Letting the kids play with the toys yeah, and all that know, stuff. Yeah. I've got girls and I've, I let them play with whatever they want. I've bought tons of Grogu's and they all reside <laughs> in my youngest room along yes, with, uh, along with the latest sideshow. What I liked about the latest sideshow is I didn't really feel, uh, 
too too worried about taking it off its stand and and they were holding it and cradling <laughs> it and taking selfies with it and i was fine because it's pretty pretty That's rubbery awesome. it's not like a yeah. saran you know uh, i was like man this is kind of durable so yeah i, I like that but john john has an awesome collector's tip here for people who have helmets he says he he goes i use styrofoam helmet uh, heads for my helmets that you can get at craft stores for like three bucks and uh that's that's a great practical um thing to do if you own more than a few helmets there that's a good idea john sure probably paint them black or something and yeah blend. yeah do whatever you want i do them. like that acrylic look though it looks like they're hovering i'm looking at them. yeah <laughs> i can yeah. see them they look great man yeah my, well, if you my, ever get i the the i would say i don't have any on on styrofoam heads but the rex kit just mount it's just a cheap mannequin uh you know like 50 60 bucks that i found somewhere online and it you know it looks like slender man without the armor on but it's oh it does it it's creepy i bought mine andy, andy i bought mine when macy's closed in our in our town i oh, went to nice. macy's and like he's pretty ripped this mannequin but like in a you know kind of a thin way but uh i remember carrying him out and just and people looking at me and i'm like don't yeah, look whatever. at me don't worry about it. I have a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I did That's have hilarious. to cut his face off. So because the helmet wouldn't go over just kind of he had kind of a pronounced face because who cares about a mannequin's face, right? right. I had to literally take a, a skill saw and cut the front of his face off, which was a very uh, wild bill moment for me. But I was fine with it when I was done. <laughs> <laughs> that was your garage <laughs> yeah no doubt fiberglass flying well, everywhere thomas i th you've got an awesome collection man and, and we could we could really go into the minutiae of it i would love to do that sometime but um i i really appreciate you letting us show it up uh we've got a few more things to talk about here and i want you to stick around with us if you can sure um we got a little bit of star wars news josh um, that uh, a couple of items are, are coming out that uh, I think you'll be interested in. That I think that we're all kind of kind of excited about here. So um, you want to hit the, our, our Star yeah, Wars? Yeah, we had news we here? had a couple. Of, I mean, we talked about sideshow. Obviously, Thomas is the sideshow dude. So uh, we got uh, you know three that I'm pretty excited about. At least I don't know if I'm going to own um, all three, but there is one that I've got my eye on. But the first one right here is the uh, Shore Trooper, who's uh, shown up as, um, and this is the Mandalorian Shore Trooper right here. I'm trying to make sure I got this right. So they're actually giving us two. We've got a Mandalorian okay. Shore Trooper, and we've got a Rogue One Shore Trooper, which is the two. So obviously you see some different markings. Thomas, how do you feel about... When you see a figure that you know is going to be 250 bucks or so, 220, uh, and they give you a couple couple different paint schemes, <laughs> how do you feel about that? Which one? Which one would are you attracted to any of these? Or, or? if I were a completist, I'd be upset. <laughs> right, you're, right, you're yeah, that's buy both. But uh, you know, I I like the dinged up version. I love their appearance in the Mandalorian in, in this yeah. season. And uh, so I'd go with that. I'm, you know, 100%. I love the look of the remnant stormtroopers. So right. I'm, I'm the Mandalorian version all the way. Now, but the, but that being said, it doesn't look like the Rogue One short trooper is is in much better condition, right? So are we just getting a blue paint and, job on the top here? <laughs> yeah, Andy's got a little skirt too. 
He's got it. Oh, I guess we have the skirt. That's true. There's no comma there. Well, we have a yeah. we have a cloth skirt or we have a little armor skirt between the two here. So. Yeah, it's a slight difference. It's a cool helmet, though. That's all I care about. I'm glad you're not a completist. I wish I was a completist. So that's why I won't own any of them. No, I'm just okay. Kidding. All right. <laughs> all right. And the last one, this one I'm pretty excited about. I will own because it is one of the favorite moment favorite moments for me in the Mandalorian, and that is the transport trooper. The helmet is ridiculous. It, it it's great. What is it? A combo of a shore trooper, a tie fighter, pilot, a uh, a. Uh, a I tank. don't even know. Yeah, it's like the robot tank trooper. Yeah, an AT&T yeah, yeah. driver. It's just crazy. And he's got a little frowny face. And then, again, like I said, it was just my favorite, one of my favorite moments in The Mandalorian when he lost his armor. He doesn't have his armor. He doesn't have his disintegrator. He doesn't have anything, but he still kicks some butt, which means, you know, he doesn't need the armor to be awesome. So that's why I like that part so much. And uh, And then also kind of the cameos with Bill Burr when he's, you know, looking at look, where he's making that helmet work too. You know, I mean, come on, Pedro yeah. Pascal is just awesome. He's looking at him like, shut the hell up, which is just awesome. So I'm a big fan of this figure. What do you guys think? I love the paint scheme. I mean, it's the, you know, that's that goes to the core design of it anyhow. But uh, I love the tank troopers in Rogue One and the the ATACT drivers, like the skinny walkers that they had at yeah. the end of the movie. And uh, you know, I'm all for. Look, I'm a I'm a shill for for any variant Imperial trooper you want to give me. So I will fully admit that I will buy any of this stuff. It, you make it slightly different, give it a new paint scheme, and I'm all in. I think I agree with you. I think that's me too. I think that's what happens is like, yeah. now, now that being said, how do you feel about like the sequel stormtroopers? I'm not as big a fan of them. I don't know why. I just like, I like, I think you already said it. I like that rugged beat up view. And the, and for me, the first order troopers were too clean, kind of like the new hope troopers, but you know, that kind of clean, super clean look. I don't know. I'm a big fan of this guy though. I think, he will be on my shelf at whatever cost. What is yeah. it? Two hundred twenty. I think that's what we got. Uh, Two thirty for the uh, the shore trooper squad leader. That's why he has those uh, different colorings, and that's this guy right here with the blue. That's the the squad leader, and then we have um, the transport trooper. He's going to be two hundred twenty as well. So it's around the like I said, the two twenty, two fifty. You never know with with sideshow they don't have like a set price so they'll kind of eke them up and down but if and if you've never owned a figure like this and you're thinking about it i i will give my full endorsement i don't get a dime from hot toys or sideshow i wish i did but uh they are worth the money i mean it seems expensive it is expensive but like in terms of a display item and in terms of something that you're going to stare at and be like i got my money's worth out of it those 12 inch figures are awesome. And I, you know, I'm here to tell you they hold their value as well. I, I got rid of a few of mine. I had like one too many clone troopers and didn't lose a, a single Impossible. penny. Yeah. So anyhow, if you're thinking about it, if you're wavering, get it. It's Thomas. That's why I'm in is like, I was considering kind of like unloading my entire black series collection to buy some, you know, hot toys slash sideshow, whatever, uh and what's what scale do you like to go with you're going with one six or i'm all over the place I, I like the 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 scale for sideshow that i like is the one six the okay. the 
12 inch version. Yeah. Yeah. So I was all in. And then when I had the, the Mandalorian pre Beskar show up, I was in love. I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I've never experienced it. Especially when you open the box and you have all these different, you know, you have different, like you could daily, if you wanted to be like, how are you feeling like today? The two, Din? The two fingers yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah, look, Dan, how you feeling? You feeling frisky? And you could like put yeah. him in a, in a cooler pose, you know, if you wanted to, it doesn't matter. It was like, I, I actually kind of hated that. I put the box away with parts in it. I'm like, God, but there are parts I can't use until I decide right. that he's doing a different pose, you know? So I was floored, but for that money, I spent far more money on, things that do far less you know what i'm saying so that was very true i agree with you a hundred percent all right that's what that's about it for the news there as far as uh, we're just kind of doing sideshow news as far as toys go uh well, the there only, was yeah oh go ahead go ahead let me talk about it yeah the only other well, news we ha- <laughs> Andy, i don't know what you're gonna say <laughs> i know can't you read my mind right now are we force connected what's going on all right do Here. it hold on touch my finger no i'm just kidding um <laughs> Uh, I was going to talk about uh, uh, Lucas Films got their IP today for for all the for all the gaming. That was crazy. Like they dropped this sizzle track and it had all these all their video games going on. And so I just wanted to kind of ask a question, just a brief, just throw it out there a couple minutes here. Like they got their IP back. I mean, EA Games is huge. It's a huge video game company but they pulled it back and by the way ea was successful with a couple of ventures here or three ventures right i mean uh jedi fallen order was awesome there's nothing wrong with that uh battlefront 2 has has continued to be viable it, it still is there's people that play it regularly and then of course squadrons just popped out there i think squadrons is a little more limited in its scope as far as how long its playability but there's people that are religious religiously playing it right now so what do you think that move is all about i i'm i'm very curious i haven't read any articles today because it happened today so i kind of backed off and i think we're gonna have an article up on beyondtheblastdoors.com kind of diving into it yeah, so from shannon, from shannon. Yeah. so what do you think I, I i'm i'm all for it they're they're the content you know there were they are who they're getting their content from so it makes sense to keep it in house they're gonna i would think i would think that they would be the best able to put out exactly what they want right instead of farming it out to ea or you know a, a other other companies you know it but i don't i don't really know that I world it, too well so i thought it really interesting that during that sizzle and that's what they labeled it as like uh what they call it, the video game sizzle they put uh knights of the old republic in there so i thought that was really interesting that's an old game so we're talking it's an old game but it's an extremely popular game i know but Uh, but think about think about the implications that's what i'm saying it's like they put that in there that's literally like nintendo being like hey we bought back our zelda ip from whoever we loaned it out to and then we're putting mario brothers one in our sizzle track just to let you know you know that's what i feel like it was like that is an old game so that tells that tells me that that they're going to build off of it that we're going to get more old republic why i'll I'll tell you right now it's it's going to be uh that sort of platform that style of game but for the high republic that is that what you're thinking 
Oh, totally. They, 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 they have gone all in on this high Republic concept. It's massive in scope. And I think fallen or, or yeah, Jedi fallen order has been proof positive that you can have a very, very successful single player game and look no further than games like Skyrim or Witcher for proof that you don't have to have a, like an MMO RPG or, or some, uh, some other free, game yeah. like that. Yeah. You, yeah. you can have an insular game that it's just you, me and, and the TV and, and that's it. And it could be successful And the staying power of old Republic, I think is proof of that. So they've got the story, the characters here, they're building it out in these books and comics that are, unfolding before our eyes and and i think we're gonna before the end of the year get an announcement on that and this is where we're very naive so if you're hearing this and we're saying things wrong just yeah. let it be known that i've only just kind of heard a couple statements i watched the sizzle video i don't know all the details apprentice ewok puts up a question ea still has a license through 2023 i think probably from a, a monetary standpoint if you have like one of the ea uh uh, through Xbox, you can get like the EA Connect where you're getting all their games through Game Pass or whatever. So possibly that's what's still happening. They're still going to get revenue from all the games they produce through 2023. But I think the intellectual property is now in Lucasfilms or dare we say LucasArts. Um, you know, so I don't know any of those details. We're just throwing it out there as news. If we're saying yeah. stuff that's 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 incorrect, believe me, we're fine with being corrected. Um, but it, it is very interesting. I just found it very interesting that Old Republic showed up. I, I'm and I love your take, Thomas. I think maybe that's that's a good build on. Like, look, Old Republic, you know, High Republic, but. Old Republic is so popular. I'm just wondering if we're going to get some sort of reboot there, which might propel a high Republic boot and then, uh, you know, an old Republic, uh, uh, trail of content, and, uh, uh, at least from a, you know, video, uh, and not video maybe, game, maybe a medium Republic to kind of bridge the gap. <laughs> <laughs> we got old, we got high. What's in the middle of old and high. We're just, it's just like uh, uh, blue collar Republic is out there, you know, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, to wrap up the news here, just two quick things. If you go to uh, yakface.com and go through his Amazon affiliate, you can get the uh, Senator, or excuse me, Emperor Palpatine yes. uh, e FX lightsaber for $80 off. You can get it for 160 something bucks. Oh, really? Um, through that, Yak Face? I didn't, I didn't through, bring that up. I apologize. Through Yeah, if you go through his Amazon affiliate, he's got it for a nice little discount there. And I know you have a few lightsabers. Thomas, I know you have a few lightsabers. Do you have the Senator Palpatine? I do not, but you are tempting me, and my phone is just a little too close to me right now. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, well. We'll, we'll put it down in the description after this show. We'll put a uh, link to Yak Face's discount there because we love that guy and or that medium. This they guy, give us, this guy, it's a guy. Yeah, uh, a he's guy. got a, he's got a team now though, so he still gets to pretend <laughs> he's a guy, but okay. that's fine. Um, yeah, so we'll put that down the, uh, in the uh, description, a link for you to get there. I'm trying to just get it up on the screen for you guys really quick so I can uh, feel good about myself because I did miss that. But um, anyway, interesting stuff yeah. in the news. Go ahead. And the last bit is, is kind of a sour note. Um, myself and many, far too many mm. others today, got a message from Walmart saying that they weren't delaying the new uh the the new build up mando with child 
uh, vintage collection figure. They weren't delaying it again. They were flat out canceling orders today. Um, and that, that sucks. Um, and, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't pre-order a lot from Walmart, but it just, whether it's not packed in any sort of packing or orders being canceled, I'm about done with pre-ordering from Walmart. And I don't know, I don't know how you feel about it, Josh or Thomas Veer, if you're in that same boat, but there were plenty of people on our timeline today that were like, yep, me too. This sucks. I, I, can't, I don't understand why. I mean, why allow us to order something if you're going to delay, 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 and then cancel? Like that just seems, it, so it doesn't seem me, like a good business practice. So let me, let's talk about business practices. We know that Walmart has plenty of uh, uh, corporate power, right? So let's ask the question, why do you think Walmart would get stiffed so to speak by hasbro when it comes to fulfilling these pre-orders and 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 my my question would be there's there's maybe a couple of options here you have a buyer from walmart that over that overbuys oversells or you have a a, 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 you know a seller from hasbro that oversells and the buyer saying yeah we'll take them all based on the history of pre-orders uh based on the popularity of the mandalorian uh we're very comfortable with saying that we'll take x amount of units from you and hasbro doesn't deliver so i i would just challenge you just to play devil's advocate here i would challenge you on on really taking walmart to task here now if we talk about their shipping i've got a walmart story we put a walmart video up their shipping's terrible whatever whoever's taking care of that is throwing stuff in boxes and letting them get stomped on on the way to your house but um but with walmart i i just don't i just don't know what the issue is there and and we need to be careful but it is unfortunate i my question would be what is walmart doing for the customers that had these pre-orders and by its own definition, a pre-order should do what? It should tell the manufacturer what their cap is, what the number of units they need to produce are. But it doesn't seem to make sense right now. So I'm I'm kind of on the fence. Actually, why am I talking? We have a damn lawyer in the room. Help us out here, Thomas. Yeah, I the the has I, I think this is on Hasbro, and it it conf- it confounds me how Hasbro will open pre-orders on its site and not just just sell whatever is right. sold or, you know, I, I just don't understand that when you, especially when you compare it to something that they can scale like the barge or like the razor crest, I understand that that HasLab is a different model, but it seems to me and, and perhaps, you know, I'm missing some piece of the puzzle here, but it seems to me that if they're artificially capping something, uh, like a figure production line, uh, they're losing out on money. And I, I still, I hate retailer exclusives. I hated them 10 years ago. I hated them 15 years ago. I hate them today. I understand why they exist, but they are the bane of my existence. And, uh, you know, the, this is where you run into problems because when pre-orders get canceled like this and you can't get that figure uh, that you thought you had a lock on, now you're either faced with you know hunting it down somewhere buying it off the secondary market which sucks um you know it, it just it's not a good situation and and you can't get it anywhere else i i, I was in that boat with the uh, the ahsoka clone trooper uh, the mm-hmm. black series six inch one just looked for that forever and had to have a buddy of mine end up 
uh, getting an extra and sending it over to me. But um, yeah, it's uh, don't get me started on all that. So what do you, I mean, let's let me let me just counter a little bit here with the um, exclusives. I mean, the exclusives offer what opportunity to the retailer? They offer an opportunity for them to, you know, draw people to them, give awareness to whatever product they're exclusively offering. Do you just hate the fact that you have to go from here to here to there to to kind of get yeah the no i, I you get want. it from a business standpoint don't give me if i'm walmart i'd be like give me your hottest figure i want right. uh, i want that ahsoka clone trooper because i know it's going to pull people into the store they're probably going to buy other star wars toys while they're on the aisle uh as a customer i hate that it yeah you know maybe when i was collecting like if i were were like a reseller that was buying this stuff up and selling it back at cons like that maybe slightly drives up the value a little bit but to me as a as a consumer just artificially drives up demand and i just I think that's the issue i think that's the issue you just said it the resellers the scalpers whatever you want to call them they're diving into the stores they're making contacts in the stores they're making yep. friends with the stock boy they're they're doing all the things they can so they can get that box first look andy and i have partaken in that we've gone in being like hey let's buy one of these oh you have two let's buy two of these i mean we were in line for the first edition mandalorian that came in the white box we didn't yep. know what it was worth. We just knew we wanted it immediately. We all bought, we we were, you know, five and six in line. The guy behind us was seven. They only had six. We bought them all. Now those things are worth 200 bucks a piece. We were not going in there to resell them. But in hindsight, I can see where somebody in a Target could just be like, hey, give me that full box. Here's here's your $100 for five, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they, they've literally got a $1,000 box in their hands, you know, so... I, uh, but isn't that the collecting world? I, I just never know how to feel about uh, well, it's about only this stuff. Finding things in the wild is only fun when it works out. Otherwise, then it's like every, everybody's shorthanded. But if right. you happen to be there on the day where they pull them out, or you you get you catch wind of this will be available on this date, and you get there first, well, then it's awesome because you had the thrill of the hunt. But you know if. If I know that I'm not going to hunt like this particular figure, then I'm going to pre-order it. And that should be good. As far as I'm concerned, a pre-order, when you send it, when you lock that in, you send it in, to me, that should be good. We are entering in an agreement, right? They, if I, if, uh, if they send me the thing and then uh, I cancel payment, they're still going to expect that from me, right? Because we entered in an agreement. If they if if I was holding up my end of the deal, they didn't hold up their end of the deal for whatever reason, wherever that path doesn't meet up where the numbers for the demand don't meet with the numbers in the on the shelves. You know, that's unfortunately, that's not anything I can do anything about, except reach out to my buddy, Mark, who lives in the United Kingdom. And he's going to grab one for me because apparently that's where they all went. They all went to the UK. So. He grabbed me one. And it's I'm gonna, Brexit. I'm gonna face That's what did it. It's Brexit. Brexit took <laughs> our pre-orders. Look, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a 1-800 lawyer commercial right now. You heard it exclusively on the Holocaust Chronicles. <laughs> We're gonna get a class action suit. I don't care what else. Is yes. Going on in the real yes. world. What other this priority? This is a panel. Look, if you've been wronged, if you've had a Mandalorian figure taken from you, <laughs> you call me. 
1-800 Dinjarin and you know I will get you justice. <laughs> Hashtag 1-800 Dinjarin. That is the Perfect. best, Thomas. Doing a, a press conference in full 501st kit. Oh man! You're standing there, standing there. And, you know, yes, I ordered from Walmart and they canceled their order. Yeah, all that's right. That's awesome. Can we please? All right, th- there's the news. Look, we're all disgruntled. Poor Andy missed out on a figure. Blah, wham, wham, wham. He's gonna no, get. I'm gonna get his, it. He's gonna get it. So can we just talk about the elephant literally spinning in the room? Can we do that finally? Yes. So as advertised on the thumbnail for this I know, video, right? At the end, wait till the end. We're sorry. We're sorry, but yes. Well, that's why that's how you keep them, right? That's you, how you keep them, just like Walmart. Big, yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna follow through, by golly. So I've been I've been hunting for a couple of holy grail items for a while now. And there have been some close transactions that have taken place that fell through at the last minute. Thankfully, I tried to buy a vinyl cape Jawa about three weeks ago. Now it's about a month ago. And thank goodness it fell through because um, if I had followed through with it, I think I would have been taken for a nice chunk of change Um, because you always got to be careful, you know, especially if you can't hold it in your hand to examine it. Um, it's, it's, I get really nervous about buying, um, high dollar items online, even if it's through eBay or, you know, uh, something that involves PayPal where you're afforded a little bit of protection. Um, but I, I, I purchased a vinyl Cape Java from a man in, uh, France. Bonjour. Uh, so Buying overseas makes me nervous. Buying not through eBay Andy can't swim. makes me nervous. That's why. Sorry. <laughs> and so like there's a, there were a few reasons for me to just say, you know what? I don't, I'm not comfortable with this. Let's not do it. Um, and there were a couple of opportunities talking back and forth with this guy. His name was Terry spelled theory. Um, <laughs> and, and, Terry. but, but we communicated. Funny. We had a we had a number of correspondences back and forth to each other. He took more pictures for me. He was very communicative. He seemed to know exactly what he was talking about. He wasn't just some schmuck with a picture, you know. And and so we did the deal. And it took a couple of weeks for it to arrive. And now I currently have it in a secret underground location in the Rockies. But I put up a, vi- a video camera feed. So oh. that we can oh. all see this. Is it next to? Is it next to like all the seeds and everything that will happen during an apocalypse? So is that is that what it is? <laughs> yes. Ne- what is it, Thomas? To- Thomas, what's the name of that place? Oh, you're the talking Meadows. about NORAD's headquarters. Yeah, yeah NORAD's headquarters. Yeah, NORAD. All right, all right. Straight from yeah. NORAD's headquarters. Uh, this is what we got. Oh, Andy. And yeah, make that the big one. I will. Ooh. And there's your thing. I'm going to remove that from the stream. <laughs> Dang. You know, I'm just going to solo this guy. There we yes. go. This is a vinyl Cape Jawa. <laughs> this is one of the hardest and rarest figures to get. Um, one of the more expensive ones. And I think I got him for a very good price, given his absolutely perfect condition. His eyes oh. are nice and round. His hands have 
uh, great paint. There's no there's no paint rub on the fingertips. Uh, the cape is absolutely perfect. It fits snugly around the arms. It is the right color. It makes the little noise when you uh, rub the back of the cape, like a little zipper noise, kind of. That's what, how they describe it. My goodness. It, it is even better than I could have imagined. And I am so happy. I'm so happy that I now, and I'm, I'm really happy that he's loose too. I love the fact that I can hold him and move his arms and I can actually feel the texture of his cape. Um, now he is good enough to be graded, I believe. And, um, and, and that is one of our, one of our goals for this year is to get some things graded. I believe this guy will be one of those items. And, and like question. I said, go ahead. Here's a good question for Anthony. If you purchase a Star Wars toy, this Star Wars toy in the 1970s and 80s, like we did, did you automatically get a vinyl cape Jawa? I thought ours had a cloth cape. Am I wrong? The majority that came out had the cloth capes because um, <laughs> Mark, Mark Mark actually is answering the question for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Mark actually has done a video on it because he is pretty knowledgeable about this. Um, it, they were large in part, to, to put it succinctly, they were large in pot, part cloth uh, cloth robes. Um, yeah, that's what I have. It's what you had pre, prior to this dude. Yeah, and there's even a few different versions of the cloth robe Jawa, but um, and then there's the removable hood uh, Meccano version, which is kind of wild. But um, yeah, this this little guy right here, it is incredibly small. It is a very small figure, um, but he's perfect. I'm happy with him. He's gorgeous. Looks he really like is right off the uh, the production line. I, yeah. I agree. He is gorgeous. I I can't see the only thing I saw, and I think this is common, right? A little bleeding in the eyes as far as the the paint, the yellow paint goes, right? Just a little. Uh, it may, uh, you know what? Don't I'm touch gonna, him. I want to see him spin. Don't I'm, touch him. We can see it right there. Well, it's you can kind of see him. But his, I I promise you. I know I'll post some pictures tomorrow, but. Yeah. The eyes are the eyes are nice and yellow and round. They're, right. Okay. They're perfect. I'm, I'm just saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying that. Like a little. You know. A little, I'm sorry. He's perfect. Never mind. It's look, it's so good. It's look, so look, good. Look, look, they're asking. Okay, you pick it up. You can pick him up. Go ahead. I'm, it's your okay. guy. Right, I just love the spin. Just, like I can watch this for like thirty <laughs> minutes, right, Thomas? It's like it's a QVC. Yeah. Uh, so what you have here is you have a vinyl cape Jawa. We're gonna talk about him for about Perfect. two. Look hours. at the bandoliers. He's beautiful. Oh, oh, god, a disgusting thumb. Oh, oh sorry. Um, it's our last one. It's been bought. Sorry, it's been bought. You guys were too late. That's <laughs> a proper blaster too. So. Oh, you left it. Yeah. Now, well, actually, I'm just going to I'm just going to put the blaster up for everyone to see. There you go. <laughs> it's a perfect. perfect blaster. It's a perfect blaster. All right. Here we go. Move your move your big head. Let's get it. Let's get him in. The, oh, Ooh. wow. Oh, a little further back. Just moving back a hair. Yep. There's a good focus. Perfect. His eyeballs are nice. They are nice. They are nice. And the and one thing. You know, he is small. Look how big your hands are. <laughs> I know. <So> tiny. <laughs> you pay too much. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Per, per plastic, it's, it's not a good deal, but, um, 
this the camera wants to focus on go. other things but the cape should just barely be above his feet dag on it um and it's the right color you'll often see people trying to swindle non-educated uh, uh vintage collectors by putting an ob1 cape on him and, and trimming his his cape but it's a different color the cape should match the color of the jawa um and it's it's absolutely incredible look at awesome. the First curator. Scale. hope you drive it to the grading place <laughs> right you gonna put him in the mail i mean he came in the mail from france right so he's he's survived he's he's, he's good man he's you insure him all right uh, have you uh, are you gonna share how much you paid do you want me to i can't i don't have a problem with that i, I just well, um, you know, did you get a good deal? Did you get an, a fair deal? Did you get a? Did you overpay? Let's let's ask the group. I I don't believe I overpaid. I think I got him for a good price. I paid thirteen hundred dollars for him. So, um, after I get him graded, uh, you know that that will really that could potentially double his price if he's and let's say he's an eighty. I think that would double his price, and I I do strongly believe that he is um an at least an 80 so okay uh, so I, i'm yeah. just having fun watching the gun spin there oh, no, you've <laughs> put me into places. i tell you the best part of getting graded is and i i, I guess they do it with the uh, the loose figures like that uh, assuming you get it put into the acrylic case that thing is just mm -hmm. beautiful there's mm -hmm. uh no better way to display in my opinion yeah, I agree. I think, uh, and and we have a few different opinions, like we always do, on on grading loose figures. I am a huge fan of that acrylic case. I mean, part of the value of a grading to me is its displayability in that case. So when I see that, it's almost like it's almost just an upgrade for my loose figure. That's how I feel. Like that's an upgrade to you know to how I feel about that figure. Uh, it's got the little seal. They've got a hologram on there. I mean, that's high tech stuff right there. Holograms. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Is it even yeah. a hologram or what do they call that? I don't know. It's just, well, it's like your the, driver's license. And, and to your point about the price. So some of that, some of the money that I got that we got from, from uh, that, that set that we sold a little bit ago came, you know, this is what I got as part of that, part of that deal and and i sold a bunch of things and and you know as collectors we play this game of like would i rather have this or would i rather have that you know would i rather have these 15 things or would i rather have this one thing and so you know i was doing that a lot over the last few months preparing myself to be in a position to buy something like this and i was going back and forth between a, a double telescoping luke or the vinyl cape jawa and and I was I was prepared to go either way. I couldn't do both because I didn't I don't have that kind of resources. But um, but I felt like this was a really good deal. It was in really good shape. And when I got them in my hand, I was not disappointed. You were happy, so, and that's all very, that matters, right? Yeah, that's, very, that's it right there. Very happy. Very. You've very been happy. beaming all week. You've <laughs> just been beaming. I mean, let, honestly, let's let let's look at this guy. Just look at this guy right here. Look at that's the face of a guy that just got a VCJ. He's good to go. He's happy. He's high fiving his kids. He's hugging his wife. Everything's good in his life, and that's all that matters, especially in these trying times. If you're gonna drop thirteen hundred bucks somewhere, 
You drop it on some happiness. They don't know I have this. Oh, sorry. He's he's <laughs> hugging his wife out of secrecy. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, you, just got, you just got if, outed, man. If anybody if anybody tells her what I spent on it, you're dead to me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but like I'm I'm just I'm over the moon about it. I hope everybody gets to experience something like this. You know, everybody has a favorite figure, favorite character. And, and when you finally, you know, work your way to get it, you know, setting up off some time and resources to get there. It's, it's a fun moment. Um, and one that collectors, you know, are, are, are constantly shooting for and, and trying to get to. And, and I feel like I've done that with this purchase here. I, I've, I've hit a mark that I'm, uh, that I'm very happy about today. So, well, I am off. very, I'm very happy for you, my friend. Uh, uh, obviously um we need to bring this in for a landing for our dear dear friends in the uk that have stayed up this late to see uh this guy right here um oh he's missing oh, darn it. <laughs> who stole him uh uh yeah but we we appreciate you guys so much for uh for st staying in with us and and thomas what a great look here's my issue thomas I want to go through every tribunal with you. I want to yes. talk about the details. As a matter of fact, I want to set up. We need to have um, I think we need to make a segment on toys and let's do a little lawyer action together. I think that Andy and I combined could get our asses kicked by you handily <laughs> on every uh, uh, contested issue we want to bring up with you, which I think would be great. But I, I think it would be a fun, fun thing to just kind of compare. Like, look, we just recently had the, the vintage collection or the art archive collection um han solos with differing color variations we could debate that and and you could take one side and we could take the other star wars gavel yeah star wars gavel yes it's a lightsaber that squeaks <laughs> when you hit the yeah it would be great um but thank you so much for joining yeah. us thank you guys and for having me fantastic stories make sure you go to beyond the uh check out thomas's collection the youtube video is linked there for his um his cons uh what was it i'm sorry i don't know which one the, it was the poe dameron uh, the poe dameron yeah the poe court marshalling <laughs> the court marshalling dameron uh and uh anything else you want to plug thomas uh yeah if uh you could find me on twitter at thomas l harper that l is in lee so it's the height of creativity and i have a brand new podcast that i'm on with uh some started with a professor out of west point and a professor out of the naval academy called the joint geeks of staff and you can find it on oh twitter gosh, at joint geeks. it's a bunch of national security professionals deep diving into everything from star wars we just did a, uh, an episode on Star Trek Discovery and like leadership development uh, as seen through that lens. Our first episode debuted on New Year's Day and it was about the Mandalorian and sort of deep diving uh, the, the New Republic and the uh, Imperial Remnant and some issues there. So you could find it at the Joint Geeks on Twitter. At the awesome. Joint Geeks? I'm sorry. The Joint Geeks. At yeah. the Joint Geeks. Sorry, I was putting, yeah. I was trying to type it up here in the chat so there i am is. by far the least impressive co-host we've got a state department foreign service officer we've got an f-15 strike eagle weapon system officer with like 1500 combat hours in the cockpit we've got uh professors from the naval academy from west point we've got war game designers and then there's me <laughs> so <laughs> it's a good show it's it's a lot of interesting folks talking about stuff we all love awesome well, That's Thomas, awesome. it's been an absolute, absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining Thank us here. 
on the Hall of Chronicles. Thanks for sharing your cool stories. Uh, I can't wait to have you back on. I feel like I feel like Andy, uh, you know, just between you and I, I feel like it's pretty good to have a lawyer on our side, um, <laughs> given some of the statements we've made. So, uh, other than that, um, <laughs> other than put that, him on. We'll we'll throw him a few figures every now and then. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we've got him on retainer, on retainer, right? <laughs> Just hope we never have to give up that final Cape Chawa to, to get us out of some business. But uh, uh, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for joining thank us you. in the chat. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Holochronicles. Go to beyondtheblastdoors.com and YouTube at Beyond the Blast Doors. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, give your wife a kiss, give your husband a kiss, give everyone a kiss. We love you. And Andy, what do we do? We play with our toys. Go play with your toys. <laughs>